0: Uh, What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the second episode of uh, Grieve Until You Breathe. It's just uh, honestly just a great day, a great morning. But, you know, first, as always, when I start out, I just want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen, uh, taking the time out of your day. I know we can be doing many things, but uh, for you to take the time and listen uh, means the world to me. So I just want to always first and foremost, thank you uh, for doing that. It's just the coolest thing ever to be able to talk about uh, the experience that I have. And as we go on through these episodes, the experiences of a bunch of people that we're talking to. And that's just something that's super exciting uh, that I'm looking forward to. Now, uh, the second episode, we're going to be talking specifically uh, about my mom. Now, my mom's name was Darlene, uh, one of the most, you know, the most bright, uh, most rambunctious, just a big old ball of sunshine, and that's exactly who she was. And you know, we always meet people that are like that. And her smile was infectious. She loved to dance. She loved to cook. She loved to do everything. So, you know, losing her was a was a just it just tore out my heart. Um, and I remember, you know, I like to start at the beginning and then kind of go through uh, go through the end. So. My mom, uh, she did have uh, kidney failure, so she was on dialysis. Um, but you know, she'd been on dialysis for a couple of years, and you know, when these things, when you know that they're on dialysis, a lot of times you know that you know that's in stage, you know, renal failure. So eventually something may happen, but you never expect for it to happen uh, so quickly. And I remember uh, exactly when it happened. It was on a Wednesday, and I remember that I was at work. And, you know, normally the work days, are, you know, they're kind of normal. I'm working away. Everything's going well. And then, you know, randomly out of the blue, my dad calls me. Now, you know, me and my dad talk, but for him to call me on a Wednesday, like early in the morning, I'm like, you know, what the, what the heck is what the heck's going on? And that, you know, you, we always look back and we're like, just something didn't feel right. And my mom had dialysis uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, having to go get her blood cleaned out uh, just to be able to live a normal life and i remember when my dad called me I, it was just weird and i was like she's you know she's gone and you know before before she had passed she had tried to have a couple kidney surgeries and each time the doctors or the hospital had botched those fistulas so no matter where she was at those ports she only was a, she only had one so the complications of that was because they botched the other fistulas if she did have a kidney surgery and it did go wrong you know that was already a death sentence in itself and so like I talked about we know we all knew including my mom that we didn't have long when she went on dialysis but still after 10 years it's still a surprise and when he called I, I pretty much knew uh, and it was like literally in slow motion as someone's telling you these things that are happening and he was like she's gone um and when you hear those words and you're like, what do you, uh, who's gone? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, your, mind, your mind can't process that. And for me, that's what happened in my mind. My mind couldn't process it. At that point, literally, I couldn't breathe. And I just immediately broke down. I immediately started crying. And, you know, it, we get that ugly cry that happens. And I remember just it felt like someone had just, you know, punched me like four or five times right in the chest. know stabbed me a couple times and that's what it felt like because we had literally just talked a couple days prior and then that morning you know she had even uh, posted on instagram my mom loved instagram loved to talk with people loved to post like funny things and she was she had done a puzzle and i didn't think anything of that so seeing that and then knowing that literally an hour she had passed away i i was devastated you know most most definitely and then knowing that Breaking down, I then had the unpleasant, you know, the unpleasant uh, pleasure of having to call my extended family, and that e- that in itself was hard too. And the first person I remember calling uh, was my cousin Miranda. Uh, now Miranda will probably end up being on this show a little bit later, but I called her first because my aunt, her mom, had just passed not even five months earlier. And then after that, I couldn't remember who else that I called. And they told us that my mom ended up uh, passing away while she was in her sleep. So she had a heart attack. So the only comfort I find is that, you know, there wasn't any pain. She didn't go through any of these convulsions. She just passed away while asleep. And, um, you know, in this day and age, me and my mom had talked. We had, you know, tried to do it every week. You know, she would always talk to me like, how are you doing? She'd make funny jokes and, uh, you know, I loved her with, you know, with all of my heart. And that last voicemail, uh, that I had from her was on October 9th um, and probably every week or so or every couple of days I'll play it uh, just so I can hear her voice and being able to hear her voice it just it just helps me um, just to be able to keep her voice close to me just knowing you know she says Tim okay you know I love you and still being able to hear that um, it's awesome uh, and, you know, to, to be quite honest with you, after going through the death of my brother, who we talked about in the first episode, and then, you know, probably uh, literally 10 years later, you know, my mom dying, that, that just messed me up. Um, so, you know, whether I will admit it or not, which I'm actually doing right now, it changed me. And honestly, going through that, when you lose somebody, you're not the person you were. Literally, as soon as you get that call, you're a different person. Um, and whether you know that or not, it's going to take some time and it's going to it's going to really suck. And it sucked for me. And it took me a while to try to figure out who I was and then try to find myself again. Because you lose your brother at 26 and or sorry, you lose your brother at 18. Oh Man, I, it's been so long. You lose your brother at 16. And, you know, you're at that point where you're not you're not the annoying little brother. You're starting to become friends. And now that you've lost him, now you're trying to figure out, Okay, well, you know, this is new. And then you're finally starting to figure out who you are as an adult. And then your mom dies. And, you know, most people, they get to have their moms until they're 50, 60, 70. But for those that have lost their moms at the age of 25 or 26 or even earlier than that, I mean, what do you do? that's the hardest feeling to think of because that's the person that has been there, that loves you, is always there unconditionally. And I don't think that I have, um, ever cried that much. Uh, I remember calling my wife and letting her know what happened and that whole day, you know, my, it just feels like a blur. Um, and I remember crying and crying and crying until I had no tears been crying so much that i was so exhausted uh until you know until i fell asleep and then i would wake up uh, i would keep crying and then i would fall back asleep again and uh, at that time you know the tickets for literally trying to get from you know where i was at in omaha to phoenix that was a um those were expensive but you know luckily a friend drove my wife and i to the airport In Kansas City so I could be able to get there on time and you know I am forever grateful for that person doing that because I wasn't in a position to drive and I I, that that entire time um, when I think about it still brings up a lot of emotions and it's it's hard you know it's hard to have those feelings it's hard to do with those feelings number one it's 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 hard to um, you know sum them all up into just what I'm talking about. But when, you, when you've when you lost so much family, and I've lost many family members, but my mom and my brother are my closest, but when you've lost aunts and uncles, and it feels like every single couple weeks or every single couple months you're losing someone, you feel like you lose that connection to most people when they lose someone that's close to them. So before 26, I've lost you know one set of grandparents. I've lost my brother. I've lost my mom, I, I've lost my aunt. So at that time, you know, you feel separated from yourself. You're sitting there kind of looking at this person and you're like, well, who are you? What are you even like? Because these things emotionally, uh, they take a toll and it took a toll on me. So when I go through all of that and when I think about losing my mom, losing my brother and losing so many family members, you don't think about it, but you look back and you ask yourself, wow, well, how am I even where I'm at right now? How am I even, you know, to the point of being able to heal? Like how, you know, how did I deal? How did I, how was I able to get through that? And for me, I think about having a, you know, a good support system. Uh, for me, I I grieved a lot, but you know, what happened again is I kept it in and that caused other problems so you know everyone kind of knew that i was keeping it in but they kind of let me go through that and you know it it changed who i was but slowly as i'm getting older you know i'm I'm 30 now um i'm figuring out who that new person is post-death brother post-death mom and you know it's it's hard to criticize yourself more than you do to find those triggers that uh, make you go off and you know help you to realize ah i'm doing it again um this is a coping mechanism that i have why am i doing that i'll do better next time and so those hard conversations with yourself have to be had. now uh, some people uh, they go to different therapists you know some people are afraid to go get them but they i don't you know i don't have one at the moment but The benefits that are there as they help you to go through those problems and they help you to figure out these things it's it's an amazing thing. you know um during that time hard conversations like i talked about had to be had but after those conversations the relationships that you have not only between yourself and who you are but also between family members and other people that you know it makes it even stronger than before so Going through that, it made me closer to my sisters. Uh, it made me closer to the you know to my to my nephews. Um, but when I talked about understanding the side effects and understanding the feelings, is that uh, most people who make let's say maybe uh, awkward or improper jokes about death, a lot of times that's a coping mechanism. So I realized early on that part of things that I would do because I like to have fun, I like to laugh, and I want everyone you know to be happy. I would make those jokes, but then you're not realizing. Oh man, this is real awkward. Oh man, you sound really weird saying that. So, um, it's not to be awkward for me, but it's just how I deal with it by making jokes, which is understandably weird. You know, especially if I make a joke about my dead brother, but then I realize it, and I apologize. You know, apologize to people. But then I realize I was like, okay, well, you're apologizing for pe- you're apologizing to people for making these jokes, but The person you should be apologizing to and talking about is yourself. Because if you're still making those jokes and you're still holding back from talking about your feelings or from, you know, saying how you feel, it's not going to help you out. And, uh, you know, every day um, as I go through it and as I journal and as I reflect and as I write, it helps me to get better with it. It allows me to breathe. Um, I think without doing that, so many people just keep it in and they bottom themselves up, which is a problem in and of itself. So many people don't like to talk about death or they don't like to talk about the feelings that they're going through. But if more people talked about how the grieving process helped them heal, how maybe writing or maybe seeing a therapist or having a good support system helped them to get through it. And for me, being able to talk about it with my with my wife and, you know, she's good about, you know, calling me out and be like, okay, hey, you're you're doing it again. Or she's like, hey, you know, how do you feel? And she makes me talk about it. Uh, You know, we hear that so many times that guys don't like to talk about their feelings. Um, You know, guy, you know, for me, I'm a sensitive guy, but sometimes I don't like talking about the feelings and that's just me. But at the same time. When I do talk about it or, you know, it may take me a while to warm up to that idea, it makes me feel better after I'm done. Um, You know, I journal a lot. uh, I write a lot of poetry and that allows me to deal with those feelings that I'm having inside and talking more openly about it, about, you know, going through death and, you know, being empathetic and putting myself in someone else's shoes that's the most important thing to me, is making sure that no matter who I come in contact with, if they're going through something, that by talking about uh, grieving or by talking about death or by talking about you know the circumstances that I went through and how I was able to overcome and the things that I did and how hard it was, because it's just like when people talk about, hey, you know, oh, you're an overnight success. When you see people that are healing or that are that have healed from these things. It's not a month or two. I mean, these are years that it takes to get over that pain and to get over that feeling because the initial shock is that person is gone. They're no longer there. And that's the hardest thing is that you can't talk with them. So now you're looking for pictures and videos just to hear their voices. And then the first day afterwards, you wake up and you're still tired and it doesn't feel real. And then you're still going through that. And then you're still trying to cope. And then you're still trying to deal with other people that are you know that have lost someone close to them and then you're still trying to deal with with work and trying to take the time off and there's so much that comes that you just push it down to deal with it when in fact you should be talking about it you should be talking about how it makes you feel and being there for yourself being there to make sure that um, just being there talking to yourself and letting yourself know hey you're gonna go through a lot of setbacks you're gonna go through a lot of failures you're gonna have a lot of days where you're just like what am i doing i'm not doing it right i haven't really healed but those setbacks are the way to success when you lose someone and when you're going through that and you look back at yourself you can see wow through this time these are the points that i was able that, that i was at my lowest And now I'm at my highest. And then I went down to another low. But why did I go down to that low? And as you figure that that out, you're then better equipped to maybe help other people. But grieving processes are, you know, grieving processes are different for everyone. Some people can stay in a stage for months, a year. Some people grieve for years, but it's not for us to tell them, oh, you know, you need to get over that. But if we went through something... You would only hope that someone would be kind enough to love you and to let you know, hey, I'm here for you. And sometimes that's all you have to do, It's just be there. If someone's calling and trying to talk with you, a listening ear and a genuine heart, that's really all you need. Listen to them, let them express themselves, even if they say some weird stuff. A lot of people, when they're going through death, say things like that. They don't mean it, but they're just expressing themselves and how they feel. So for us, better understanding not only the process of it, but also the process of who we are and who we're trying to become, that's the, that's the best part. It's the journey and the pathway of getting there that makes it worth it when you can look back and you can be a healed person. And you can say, wow, I went through all of that. And when that's why I say when you journal and you look back at it, you can say, I went through all of this and this is how I was feeling, and now I am feeling this way. So for those that are listening, you know, remember that when you're listening to someone, when you're talking, your your tone and your face, we can see it. So if it doesn't look like you want to be there, we're not gonna talk. It's gonna make us shut down and feel that we don't have anyone. So, you know, maybe come over there and maybe, you know, be there. Turn your phone on silent and just listen. Grieve with them. Ask your friend about their loved one. Ask them to tell you about a story. The biggest help you can be to them is to listen and to listen to those stories and just be there. Even if it's an hour or two out of your day, you know, is, is, that, is that so much to be there for someone that's grieving that much? So, you know, when I think about my mom and all the things that I went through, it's hard it's still hard now i have a book of pictures that a friend made for us and i go through it uh, all the time i look back at the different memories like more you know uh, at my wedding i look back at my wedding pictures a lot being able to see her um, in those pictures and how good she looked and uh you know it's hard and there's days as you don't (laughs) there's days that i can be fine for months and then a random song or just it doesn't matter what it is a random thought Triggers it and then you know, I'm crying and I'm trying to figure out, you know, I miss my mom and it's okay for people It's okay to cry Um, It's okay to express those feelings And it's okay to feel like that Um, I think if we start to normalize the grieving process and how people feel and what goes behind it and you know help other people to grieve it becomes easier uh, because so many people aren't healed and they're going through so much and uh, grieving takes on the form of many different things. It can be the loss of a relationship, uh, loss of a job, loss of a dog, loss of a relationship that you had before. Um, Anything that is grieving or losing a possession or something that was real special to you, there's a grieving process that has to be done. And so for all of us that may have lost someone or going through that, Take the time to grieve for the person you once were because these processes that you're going to go through and these next steps as you continue to heal and you continue to become a new person, you're not that that same individual anymore. And for you to recognize that, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. You're going to have to tell your friends that that's not the person you were before. You're trying to maybe get back to there, but it's not going to be the same so you know being able to talk about this for me is just really therapeutic um being able to talk about it helps me to get these feelings out helps me to um, feel better honestly uh, because i know that keeping it in is not healthy so the more that i can get it out helps me to say helps me to address my feelings um then deal with them and I still have setbacks. I still falter. I still have my bad days. But I know that those, the worst days, are behind me. So for the people that are going through those really bad times, that have lost someone, that um, no matter what you what you've lost, if you're grieving through it, it's never easy to hear. But it does get better. It's going to take some time, and you looking at yourself and identifying the areas that you can improve on and improving upon it. So uh you know love and positivity that's sometimes the best thing you can have for yourself is knowing that positive doesn't mean that you know you're always positive all the time but it means having a positive outlook because you know that it's going to get better and each day is going to have its ups and downs but if you're thankful for what you have and you have gratitude and you have empathy it's going to get better so uh thank you all so much for listening taking the time again Uh, It means the world to me. You don't know how much it means. And um, for those who are going through something, we're all in this together. And, you know, if you have any questions, let me know. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. You know, I hope that you guys continue to heal. I hope that you become a better person. And in the end, you can look back and see that beautiful new individual that you've worked so hard to not only work at, but when you achieve it, you can be proud of it. So thank you. Uh, Love everybody. And, you know, we'll look forward to seeing everybody on the next episode.